Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. Just for the sporting edge. Just, actually, just for the sporting edge. I came home for spending all this money on a flight because we earned so much money here at the sporting edge that I was able to bring myself home. Wits, how does it feel? We are sitting basically on top of each other. It's a little hard to do the show um, when you're home because usually I just get the mic to myself, but now sitting across. Right. And not across right next to each other. It's a little, this, it's is like, this is like if we were in a movie theater together. Like I, I'm like three seconds away from making a move. Arm, <laughs> arm going over the shoulder. Dude, the classic move. Everybody learned about the move, I think, when you were, like, 12 or 13. Right. I think, in, like, that's the important thing you're taught. Like, you don't really get taught how to make out, kiss a girl, anything beyond yeah. that point. But the arm, you know what to do. You, you just raise that arm up there. It's all, I think even even when you get older, it's still it's still a little nerve-wracking. Check. Putting the arm over <laughs> in any I'm situation. I'm with you on that. You never really know what's going to happen. And the girl you, never, like, you do never know. It's she's like, I thought we were friends. And then you have to sit there for another two and a half hours watching the movie. Yeah, That's nice. not great. Check this segue out here. So everyone, when we're young, and we do that first arm game around the girl, we all have the same talent in terms of our arm strength there and the placement of that arm. But we don't all have the same talent when it comes to throwing footballs. And Tom Brady has won his sixth title, and he arguably has the best arm of all time. Come on, segue master. Give me a little bit of love. That <laughs> <laughs> was a unbelievable segue um but yeah we got one major focus today besides Roz being back and invading my space here um sporting edge official studio new england patriots another super bowl championship um and pretty pretty terrible game overall but (laughs) I, i think this one was very special for you know patriot nation tom brady phil belichick robert Kraft. we had a lot of haters this year on the Patriots, you know, Max Kellerman was one of the bigger ones. Um, that guy Rob, I don't know his last name, but Rob Regal? No, no, he's a Fox Sports guy, I think. Uh, but a lot of trashing of the Patriots. Do you even know where Skip Bayless was? He's like, where was Skip Bayless in all of this? I don't know. I don't watch his show anymore. He's too angry of a man. I just had to assume he'd be against Tommy. But a lot of hate this year towards the Patriots, and a lot of bashing Tom Brady, saying that he was too old, he's slowing down. Um, Can we say the Sporting Edge was not against the Patriots? In fact, we, 
Ethan Rosenzweig here, sitting here, picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. I did, too. I had right. a minus two, and everybody was like... But we did it at the beginning, too. Like, all postseason. I was not shying away. From... Right. We always... We never doubted the possibility that the Patriots are... And we talked about this before. They're, they're like, guilty until proven innocent. Like, you go, right. court of law, everybody walks in, you're innocent until you're proven guilty, but the Patriots are always in it, like, until they're not. And I don't think you can say that about any other team. That's still the same, like, going forward. I think that will be the case until Brady retires. I think so, too. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's it's arguably the best coach-quarterback-owner combo of all time. Yeah. You could make an argument for it. Well, I mean, you were having the conversation about the Belichick thing, which you didn't agree about. That Bel- This was Belichick's game. Of anybody in that Patriots organization, Belichick... Hearing all the news about the McVeighs of the world, the Matt LaFleurs of the world, all these young offensive coaches, he goes, not today. And he allows only three points in the Super Bowl, the fewest points scored in a Super Bowl, talking about Bill Belichick, the mastermind of football. And this is to a team that had the most high-powered offense right. in the NFL. 30 points you know, per next game. Next to the Chiefs. Um, and, you know, pro football this year is like, ah, it's changing, you know, Sean McVay's you know, new up-and-coming guy, that kind of scheme. And not to say that he's not. Like, Sean McVay, right. I he, think, is th- a great There's coach. going to be more chances. But that game on Sunday, pro football never looked more like it used to than right. that disgrace of, like, an offensive <laughs> game. Um, but, yeah, I give a lot of credit. Like, you know, Bill Belichick, one of the best masterminds, I think, in the history of the game. It just seems like... His teams, they're always prepared, and they always execute. And that's the thing about schemes. Like, you can have the best scheme ever, but if your guys don't execute, then it's, it doesn't really matter. But the Patriots are always, like, they're always there when it matters. And they just, I'm not going to say they dominated the game. I mean, it was 3-3 going into the fourth quarter. But it felt like they were kind of in control. Um, and the Rams just, they, you know what, they didn't play very good. Came out kind of flat, I thought. You know, they had one big play at the start of that turnover. They had a chance. Um, never got things working. Todd Gurley, you know, kind of a ghost in the playoffs. And I understand year. he's saying he's not injured. There has to be some injury. He doesn't perform at this low caliber of a state if he's not hurt. I mean, especially what he did this year. I mean, the guy was right. he was a player and a half in fantasy football pretty much every week. Like, I think if you look back at, back at his stats, I don't think there was a week he scored like under you know 15 or 16 points. And right. he was always in the 20s. Um, and I think that was one of the things that hurt the pay, or excuse me hurt the Rams in the Super Bowl. You know, one of the things that they thrived on this year was the play action pass because you had Todd Gurley, one of the best backs in the NFL. You had a lot of weapons on the outside. Jared Goff, you know, continues to get better. Um, but there, there was no run game to be heard of in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff only completed fifty percent of his passes, threw an interception, and it, it was an ugly game. You know. And like we said, not ugly if you bet on the Patriots minus two, which was um, everybody in this room <laughs> loved right. it. That's let me let me let me throw you a softball here, an idea for maybe Roger Goodell. Who I'm not Team Roger Goodell right now after the whole Portnoy thing that we might need to get into a little bit. But Bill Belichick, as good of a coach as he is, really only needs one week to game plan. But giving him two full weeks to game plan, it's almost like a sure thing for the Patriots. Now I hate the Pro Bowl. I assume you hate the Pro Bowl. I do. I think Belichick is so successful, they're going to take away the Pro Bowl, or at least move it back to after the Super Bowl, and they now only do one week in between Championship <laughs> Sunday and the Super Bowl. Even the playing field, <laughs> especially as Bill Belichick's in the league. Yeah, 
uh, interesting though. I don't think it's gonna happen. But how how is the pro like the Pro Bowl is so bad and so boring. And add the rain to it this year and the no scoring this year. Like that is the as low as you can go. It's the worst, and it's not even the same arena as like the All Star Game, basketball or baseball. It's so bad. It's so boring. Um, And they're not all all stars that go. It's just a lot of filling in the gap. That's, I mean, dude, that's the thing I don't like about it too. Like at the end of the season, if you, especially as a football player, like I feel like that's the last thing you want to do right. is go play an exhibition game, like in Atlanta, Georgia. It's not even in Hawaii anymore, right? Um, that's why that's why the Patriots keep going to the Super Bowl. Ever since <laughs> the Hawaii, like they left Hawaii, it's just been Patriots Super Bowls all the way. Yeah, but you know, what? I'd, have to, I'd have to think that. Football is not really a game you can play at half speed, and like those guys, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. But nobody's really flying around like trying to light somebody What's up. Was your Darian game? Lee who lit up Mitch Trubisky? No, that was it. Except, except your, I didn't watch, so I it was know. it was pretty wild. It was did he get, did he it was a lick? flea flicker, and he wasn't holding back. <laughs> he, he sacked he sacked Mitch. Dude, I think the Bears should have been playing in the Super Bowl if they would have freaking got past the Eagles. But that's a story for another time. Um, but yeah, the Pro Bowl is so terrible, and the NBA is getting a little getting a little dicey for me because the the game it's turning into such a horrible actual game. Like it's basically just five on zero back and forth. Um, but I think the NFL, I think it'd be so much cooler if they just focused on big competitions like you know forty yard dash, longest throw, stuff like that, where you could really showcase the physical abilities of the players without playing like half speed, you know, basically playing two hand touch almost. We're going to talk about that more after the break. This is the Sporting Edge. This is a show you know where to find us. Nobody talks about it. Bubba Show listeners, today's show is brought to you by Audible Books, and you can download your free book at audibletrial.com forward slash The Bubba Show. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash The Bubba Show. Check it out. I use them all the time. Love the books and uh, love the convenience to be able to listen in the car. And uh, of course, I do like the Creature from Jekyll Island, which gives me all my Fed ammo. And of course, I do love uh, Stone Barrington, who is a, um, a, a great character uh, from Stuart Woods. And in the meantime, go to audibletrial.com forward slash the Bubba Show and get your free book today. And just tell them Bubba sent you. We'll take care of you. And I appreciate it. We'll see you later. Did you ever think of day trading? How about learning how to become a part-time day trader by training with me, Todd Bubba Horowitz, who has taught thousands of traders how to be available to make money part-time in the markets using futures as a day trading method where you don't have to sit in front of the machine all day, where you don't have to worry about what happens overnight, and you trade at your convenience. You trade when you have time. You feel like trading, you walk and sit down in front of your machine. If our pattern appears, you make your trade. If not, you move on. How would you like to be able to make trades in the futures market and leverage $100,000 for uh, you know, a risk of about 75, 80, 90, 100 bucks. I think you gotta go to bubbatrading.com and check out my futures class. 
We do them about once a quarter, and we're looking to uh, get one more done before the fall. So make sure you go to BubbaTrading.com and check out Bubba's Futures Day Trading part-time, part-time day trading with Bubba. Check it out at BubbaTrading.com. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Bubba here. And of course, if you have not checked out BubbaTrading.com and you have not checked out my new hedging software, you are making one of the decisions in your life that you really need to reevaluate. We have developed software to help you hedge your portfolio. Uh, whether or not you take the class or not is, is one thing. But of course, the software itself will give you automated updates on everything that you need to know. It will, it will email you. It will text you and tell you when you need to protect your portfolio. And certainly, we all know that portfolio protection is one of the keys because we want to be in the market to never sell stock again. So make sure that you go to BubbaTrading.com and you check out my hedging software, if not my hedging class, because I'm here to help you become more successful. So make sure you go check that out at BubbaTrading.com. You do that and you're going to find yourself to be much happier later. That's BubbaTrading.com. Instant you finish it, I own your soul for... Hey, wait. If I don't finish this last bite, you don't get my soul, do you? Uh, technically, no, but... I'm smarter than the devil! What's up, what's up? We are back to talk a little bit more Super Bowl. It was Tails on the Coin Flip. I don't know if you didn't bet that this year, did you? I didn't. This is one of the first years I didn't really bet anything about the game except for the game itself. Well, did you hear about the National Anthem? No. So, the very, very crucial and lots of, lots of mistakes happening. The National Anthem didn't go over technically. In fact, if you bet the over, you lost in Vegas because she finishes off with Brave, which is the last word, took a pause, came back, and held on to another Brave that would have taken it to the over, but Vegas had cut it off after the first Brave. How about that? I think that's pretty fair. Wow. She still has a mic in her hand. The act of singing is still occurring. Doesn't matter if there was a pause. There's a pause in TikTok by Kesha. There's a pause in Sexy Back. How is anybody supposed to know if she's going to say it again? She did it again, though. Vegas has got to keep the clock going. I don't think so. I think you're wrong. And Vegas is never wrong, so that's one of our themes on the sporting edge here. Very um, true. But any thoughts on the halftime show? I think I'm going to be very honest with you. I watched the first quarter of the game and watched the last six minutes. Didn't see a minute of the halftime show. Everyone keeps talking about SpongeBob. I don't know what occurred there. Um, SpongeBob. Yeah, so for some reason, SpongeBob came up during the halftime show. Looks like you didn't even watch the halftime show. I, I mean, I was Adam Levine, Maroon Five. I'm a, I'm a Maroon, I'm I'm a, Maroon Five fan. So am I. I don't know why people are so peeved about the shirt coming off. If I don't I look, know. It was, if I looked like that, I'd take my shirt off too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I took my shirt off at the gym today, just in, in the on the basketball you know, court. That, you're not as attractive as Adam Levine. I'll have to tell you that. No, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of. It's such a big show. I just like listening to the music, but you know they have all the artists and everything, and it's not really my thing. I don't really care. I just want to watch the game. 
Um, but it was definitely a nice break from that first half. It was very ugly uh, first half. Um, and one guy we got to bring up, Roz, Julian Edelman. Silences no, all No wide receiver critics. should ever get paid again, is what okay. I take. Yeah, we've talked about this many times off the air. Like, what the Patriots have done throughout the past 17 years in terms of just shuffling receivers in and out, like, it's kind of downplaying the fact that you need to pay a wide receiver a lot of money to be successful. Like, just look at the Patriots. I mean, I know they had Randy Moss. For one one year. year, Right. But look at all the rotating and shuffling. And shout-out to Chris Hogan. Signed with the Patriots three years ago. (laughs) Only three Super Bowls and two rings for that guy. Um, Wasn't a factor, really, in the Super Bowl. Got targeted six times, no catches. But, you know, just guys like that. Julian Edelman. 12 targets, 10 receptions, 141 yards. And after a tough start of the year for him, four-game PED suspension. And what does he do? Comes back, grinds it out, second most successful playoff receiver in history behind Jerry Rice. I mean, the guy plays a couple more years. He might be might be the best receiver in the history of the NFL in the playoffs. You know um, who else got suspended four games to start the year and then won a Super Bowl? Tom Brady. <laughs> Hey, Roger Goodell, you know what you should stop doing? Suspending, Suspending Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> um, that's funny. It, it's and just then, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they have it out for them, but whatever. I mean, the Patriots just, they, they continue to win. Six Super Bowls in 19 years. I mean, that's unbelievable. Like, Boston is a city, they, ju- they just won the World Series four months ago. Um, what a great What a great sports town. I mean, some there's some cities. There was that are 92 still... days in between championships. Yeah, right. that was that's just stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> like, if, is it even fun anymore in Boston? I'm sure. Is it, it is just or, or is it a hassle? Like, oh, another parade. There are some cities that like go stretches of 50 years without even one sport championship. Like Cleveland, before the Cavs won a couple years ago. Right. There was black and white TV the last time they won a championship. PFT made a funny joke about there was a big brawl at the parade, and he was just like, it's his, like, preseason team fighting. Like, you know, you're just, like, you're so hyped about, like, getting back to it and the season starting that you fight your own team. <laughs> and that was kind of the gist of him, like, talking about the fights happening at the parade. I mean, what, here's the bigger question. Is Gronk coming back? I'm glad he brought that up. My gut says no. I'm getting a lot of gut no, too. I think he he seemed like a guy, you know, he's always struggled with injuries and seemed like they'd really taken a toll on his body because um, he's a great player, but he, he was always hurt. Like, he's always banged up, and even this year. And it seemed like, is there really an, an, another better way to go out than right. winning a Super so, Bowl? I mean, he... What I've heard is there's a $10 million option to come back, so it's $10 million to play next year, which is nice. I would love $10 million a year. Yeah. Um, or he'd be some type of advisor for the Patriots, which is basically Robert Kraft just saying, we think you're the funniest, craziest guy in the world. Kind of just like hang out with us. Like You can just hang out with the Patriots still. So that means the Gronk World Tour would go on for a whole year. Yeah, yeah it's just... And people were saying like he might not give it up just for like that post-Super Bowl party. Right. Like, because win or lose, Gronk was always boozing, you know? Yeah. He was ready to roll. They won, but from a football side of things, I was... I was super glad, you know, not only in the AFC Championship did he show up and have a great game, but he had an awesome Super Bowl. Some very targets, crucial catch. Six is. catches for 87 yards and two plays stand out in my mind. Um, 
I forget, it wasn't a wheel route, but he kind of released off the linebacker and Brady hit him. It was a big play at, at that point in the game. And then that 30-yard pass where, he, you know, I think he got down at the one or two. Just a couple huge plays. It was great to see because I'm really a big fan of Gronk, but, I mean, he injured so much, like, over his career and especially this year. It was nice to see him go out like that. Um, and one of the more fun guys in the league to watch celebrate. I mean, he's like a little kid, so happy, even though he's huge. He's probably like six, seven. Um, and then Sony Michelle. Corey this, Dillon. This is the next, maybe the better, bigger, better Corey Dillon. Um, but I think in Atlanta, is... his old stomping grounds, he out georgia Todd Gurley. Way to go. A guy who arguably could have been the MVP as well. Yeah, I think you definitely could have made an argument. Um, you know, great stat line, 18 carries for 94 yards, and obviously punched in the only touchdown of the game. But Sony Michelle, I mean, when he was on the field this year, he, he's an explosive back. He made a lot of great plays. Um, it was exciting to watch. And, you know, if he can stay healthy, Roz, I mean, he could be the true feature back of the Patriots. But, you know, with a guy like James White over there, I don't think they get rid of him. I don't think they get rid of Rex Burkhead. And then... They love throwing around Corderell Patterson this year for whatever reason, but it's the Patriots. They do what they do. We're here with another Super Bowl victory. And, you know, Tom Brady, 21-35 for 262 and a pick. I mean, it wasn't pretty, but they did enough to win the game. Um, How many yards again? 252. That is 750 yards the last two Super Bowls. <laughs> Just I know it wasn't a great game, but he almost right. threw a thought like, that's that's pretty amazing, <laughs> right. and it's funny. Last threw for five hundred. Last one he lost. Threw for two fifty. This one and he won. Um, so a lot of credit to the Pats there. But let's look on the other side. Oh, one funny thing. I was reading an article and I saw a quote from McDonald Sue. He was saying that besides like a couple plays in the first quarter and the third quarter, they shut out Julian Edelman. He legitimately said that, and I was like, buddy, the guy. <laughs> He had 140 yards receiving. Like, he caught 10 passes. A shutout's the entirety of a game. You can't, like, one it, drive you might shut him out, but, like, is that really what you're going to your harp on, on? And I know you want to go to the other side, but when we start with the other side, let's talk about what, what the takeaways are moving forward. Like, let's, let's look into next year a little bit. It's literally going to have to be Jared Goff, I apologize, I played horrible in the Super Bowl, here's my makeup tour. And he plays well again, goes 13-3, and potentially with the Rams again. Or... You get a little bit of concerns. Just golf the guy, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with that, and you can. Do you rebuttal. have any concerns? I have a little bit. The postseason wasn't pretty for him. Be real. Be honest with me. It wasn't, but dude, you're. I'm not. The quarterbacks don't. are so hard to come by. You can't tell me that after the improvement in the last two years he's had that you're even remotely thinking about replacing him. I'm not thinking of replacing him. I'm not thinking of replacing Blake Bortles, but that's clearly going to occur this year. The Jaguars are a joke of an organization. But that starts with, like, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Do you, you remember how much shit he was talking at the start of this year? Yeah. How about the fact, the, the quick Pro Bowl reference, Devontae Adams blew past him on a, like, 50-yard play. Really? I said I wasn't watching. So I, I, wasn't I just watching. wanted to put that out there. Go Pack Go. My one Packer reference of the week. Thanks, Rube. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we, we got a little bit more to talk about on the other side of the game here. Where are the Rams looking? What does the NFL look like? this next coming year but that's all the time we have here for sporting edge everybody if you miss a show you know where to find us libertytalk.fm amfm247.com
traders, have you checked out BobbitTrading.com? Have you seen the, the writing we do every day for that? Have you seen the direction we try to help point you in to put you in the best position so that you're not going to be one of the retail traders that are going to wonder what truck ran over your portfolio because you're listening to all these pundits on air telling you that this time is different. One thing we can tell you for sure is these markets are never different and we're going to have another market meltdown. Again, it will come back. The markets do go up 9% year over year. But in the meantime, wouldn't it be nice to be protected using Bubba's hedging methods? We have a class that we offer that goes uh, seven weeks long. And of course, you can learn how to never sell stock again, how to protect your portfolio, compound it, creating an endowment model in which strictly you are actually enhancing the yield on your portfolio, growing it, and always selling at the top and buying at the bottom. And that's the way that the hedging software works. Check it out at BubbaTrading.com. Never sell stock again. Never lose money again. You know, we offer one of the greatest hedging programs. In fact, it's so good it is trademarked and copyrighted as one of the best methods around. Now, again, it won't prevent you from ever losing in the short run, but it will protect your portfolio to one and a half to two to three percent. And at the meantime, when it does go down, you will actually be buying and accumulating more stock, giving you a better position. You can find that at BubbaTrading.com. Of course, this is Bubba, and I'm I want to share with you secrets that I've developed over 37 years on the trading floor. I've built built software for this, but in the meantime, it's very important that you come and learn how to do it yourself. It not only will make you a better trader on your everyday thing, but you will never have to sell stock ever again. And you will never have to be in a position of making that final decision. So go to BubbaTrading.com and check it out, the hedging program, BubbaTrading.com. What's up? What's up, everybody? Bubba here. You know, trading is, a, is a, not an easy business. Trading takes work. It's a skill that you can learn. But one of the things you have to make sure that you do is not get caught up from the fear mongers and the people that are trying to prey upon your emotions, trying to sell you something you don't need. All you need to do is go to BubbaTrading.com. I've got all the programs that you need. I'm not going to make you afraid of what's going on. I'm going to tell you the truth that the markets do go up 9% year over year. And yeah, there will be a correction. But in the meantime, my goal is to make you a better trader, to make you a better investor, and to make you understand how the markets work. And I think that one of the things we do is you, you, you just go to BubbaTrading.com and you can check out all the different programs that I offer. But we will never drive you in with fear. So go to BubbaTrading.com. Check us out. Make sure you get a, a feel for what we're doing. If you got any questions, you can email me direct at Bubba at BubbaTrading.com. Go check it out, BubbaTrading.com. Never sell stock again. Never lose money again. You know, we offer one of the greatest hedging programs. In fact, it's so good it is trademarked and copyrighted as one of the best methods around. Now, again, it won't prevent you from ever losing in the short run. But it will protect your portfolio to one and a half to two to three percent. And at the meantime, when it does go down, you will actually be buying and accumulating more stock, giving you a better position. You can find that at BubbaTrading.com. Of course, this is Bubba. And I'm, I want to share with you secrets that I've developed over 37 years on the trading floor. I've built, built software for this. But in the meantime, it's very important that you come and learn how to do it yourself. It not only will make you a better trader on your everyday thing, but you will never have to sell stock ever again. 
and you will never have to be in a position of making that final decision. So go to BubbaTrading.com and check it out, the hedging program, BubbaTrading.com. up everybody we're here to gauge 2019 and 2020 the nfl season we were just capped off with the lowest scoring super bowl of all time and the lowest scoring since super bowl seven five and three which were also very low scoring um patriots to me are going to be the patriots they're gonna lose probably two of the first four games and people are going to be like "Uh uh-oh tom brady's done and then we'll see him in playoffs with another first round bye for the 10th straight year the rams I, I'm, I just said I think that golf needs to do the I'm apology tour and show that they're going to be back in contention. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP and take the Packers to the Super Bowl. And I think that landscape's made easy. I think now we know what the Rams look like. The Saints are going to be another another year down on Drew Brees' age. I'm going to start doing ageism for Drew Brees before I do Tom Brady. Um, and then you got Pat Mahomes, who is an MVP at 22 years old and really like how much higher can he get other than winning a Super Bowl (laughs) yeah I mean the Chiefs you know as long as Patrick Mahomes is there I think they're going to be a tough team to deal with I mean they were one you know they were in overtime in the AFC championship game so they were definitely close to making it Um, but I think they're here to stay I'm interested to see the Chargers next year no because no I'm just not sure dude get out of here if they went you you do too much Philip Loving and I don't like it here it's not Philip it is a lot of Philip Loving it's the Thunderbolt that gets me no it's a thund- this is dude, trash. Melvin Gordon, too. No. And Keenan Allen. Melvin Gordon needs to stay on the field. He does need to stay. So right. does Keenan Allen. So does Keenan Allen. And Phillip Rivers needs to win wow. some big games in some clutch situations. <sighs> Name the time he's been clutch. Also, he's beaten Tom Brady a couple times, right? No. No. Under- he has never won against Tom Brady. Never. But um, Put him away. <laughs> Turn it to a rain cloud, not a thunderbolt. No. They're, they're <laughs> my second favorite team next to the Giants. And the Mets. <laughs> and the Mets. But... Another team, I think you got you got to be scared. If you're a Packer fan, you got to be scared of the Bears. There's a hundred percent. This is the text we're gonna get from Rube on Monday because I'm using Rube's quote, and I quote Rube: "The Bears to me could be the Jacksonville Jaguars of next year. A great defense, but with a quarterback who really isn't proven. Did the job that Blake Bortles was able to do the year they went to the AFC Championship. And I'm adding on to this is ad libbing what Rube basically was saying, but that defense was great." But defenses can be beaten. Look at the Jaguars. They had an unreal defense. They really didn't this year, though. I'm not saying this year. The year before, though, was the best defense in football. Yeah. Went 13-3. Now they lost 13 games. They blew a two-touchdown lead in the AFC Championship game. Am I worried about the NFC? If the Bears, if if Mitch can play like a good enough quarterback to at least compete with Rodgers, yes. I'm a little bit nervous. But you and me both know the Kirk Cousins thing. Is he going to win a big game? I'm not worried about Kirk. Right. The Bears. The last time Kirk won a big game was it had to be at Michigan State. Right. I don't, I don't think he won those big games. I don't think, I don't think he, he beat Ohio State or Michigan. Yeah. Poor but, guy. We're, this is the Rip, the Rip Kirk show. Kirk, yeah, Kirk couldn't beat the Bears when they were already in the playoffs. Um, that well, that's the Bears' funny. mistake there. Bears 
probably should have took the duck there to play yeah, the Vikings. I don't know. Doesn't matter to me. I mean, they they were close to winning. They were one field goal away. But basically, what we're set up with is young teams moving forward, and that's what the Rams and Chiefs are, yeah, and that's I mean, what you get from this postseason. Right. But you know, the thing is, like with the NFL. You know, there's going to be some teams that we think are going to be really good next year that were good this year that aren't going to be good. I mean, that's just always how it works. So deciding what, you know, what teams are those going to be, that'll be the hard part. Um, Which is great about the NFL. Like, I understand the Patriots have just been dominating and winning, but there is a lot of things that are unpredictable about the NFL, which makes this, I think the season as a whole is always the most fun. Right, and that's what makes it so, like, MLB and NFL have great regular seasons because they mean something, and... You know, teams are actively like pushing really hard to fight for the playoffs because not everybody gets there. That's one one of the bad things about the NBA. There's a lot of things that are bad about the NBA, but, which we're going to cover in the show. Yeah, but it's just you know half of the league makes the playoffs, and it's just it's a baloney league. But we'll save that for the next segment. Um, yeah, I think you got to be worried about the Bears, Roz, and they could they end up like Jacksonville, like they could, I, I and I'm not the one who said that. Because I, I, I do have, I'm the one who gave the Bears more credit in the postseason than I was willing to give. I was very excited they lost in the fashion they did lose, but I was worried. I was nervous. I thought they could be a Super Bowl team, but it looks like Ethan's karma's coming around, baby. We're I talking. Think to, so. We're, I think uh, we might be 0, 0 for three in the playoffs dude, I can, the last three years. Wow, wow. So we'll for see, both my but... fantasy team and for the Packers, I mean, we've been riding a lot. tough yeah, two year stretch. What, what, what do we think of the Packers' new coach? I don't even know his name to be honest. Matt Lafleur. Okay. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be really good next year. That, my, my thing about Rodgers is he seems like a tough, tough guy to Dude, be on the same team. Media, as. just media. I'm, I'm, I'm just I, Carson Wentz apparently is the worst teammate. Saw that too, right? Is, Does he have any Super Bowl rings? Rodgers has a Super Bowl ring. I what know. was your point there? No, I'm just saying, like Carson Wentz, you know, Nick Foles is the one who won the Super Bowl. I was going to say, I there's part of me. Who thinks Nick Foles should be the move? Like Carson Wentz might not—he might be falling under the Andrew Luck category. And I know Andrew Luck won Comeback Player of the Year. Well, Andrew Luck's on the up and up. I know, but we might see a little bit of a downward for Carson Wentz. The injuries are a little bad. I know he didn't miss as much time as Andrew Luck, but he's—he isn't as consistent. He wasn't winning a bunch of games when he was playing this year. The yeah. Eagles looked like they were out of the playoffs. I think they Carson did. Wentz got a little bit of a hype. I think Nick Foles helped his hype. I think them winning the Super Bowl for some reason was like, oh my God, we're going to be so much better because our starter comes back, Carson Wentz. Well, yeah, like, that was a weird dynamic. It was. And I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> I think Nick Foles is the guy there. It, yeah, starting, it's hard to say. Starting but, in December only. Yeah, like let him sit out the first 12 games. He's all rested. Um, but I think, I think the departure of Frank Reich was a big deal this year. Quarterback coach for that team. And you saw what he did with Andrew Luck as the right. head coach of the Colts. So who had the second most passing touchdowns in any given year, thirty nine touchdowns. He could have competed for MVP. Yeah. So the Colts are an interesting team for me too. I think they got a lot of young talent, which makes me excited. And for the first time ever on the defensive side of the ball, yes. which is like it's <laughs> unheard of. Unheard of in Indianapolis. Unheard of. But there's a couple of D's in Indianapolis. You know when you spell that. Yeah. I think it's only one, but... Got that right. Right. <laughs> and, your, and your mom's an English teacher. And I know. Throw that back out there. But you know what team really disappointed me this year after making a great comeback was the Houston Texans. The effort in that playoff game was unacceptable, and I think I think this is Bill, Bryan, Bill O'Brien's last shot. We I, got a, seen, I think we got a lot... Of, next year's going to be fun for me and you because we got a lot of coaches on the last shot train. Like we're, oh, there's a lot of coaches. <laughs> but, dude... 
I'm. What are we gonna do about no Marvin Lewis in Cincinnati? Well, we lost a guy. Now we move. On. I think Bill O'Brien's our new guy because he hasn't won a playoff game yet. What about Hugh Jackson? If he got hired by Cincinnati, like at any they, given point next year, well, good Hugh, Lord. Jack, Hugh Jackson's already on there. Uh, is in Cincinnati. No, but as a head coach. No, no way. No <laughs> way. Say that. I say that. It's the Bengals. I don't think he can ever get hired again with that resume. He's like a kid who didn't do a single internship in college, didn't do one extracurricular. Like, he's not getting hired, <laughs> like, with that resume, you know? But it wasn't part of the debate club. But I'm with you on the Bill O'Brien thing. To be fair, they didn't have Deshaun Watson last year when they lost um, in the in the postseason. They had, what, it was T.J. Yates, or was it? No, it was, uh, I think it was T.J. Yates. Yeah. It's just like, which is a bummer, but, like, they just that team has a lot of again young talent, a lot of talent, but like for some reason it doesn't. And they work. seem to get hurt by the injury bug quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, Bless JJ myself. Watt, Clowney, um, but yeah, it just seems like they're a team that could definitely compete in that that effort in the playoffs. They game won nine was, in a row this year. I know that's what I'm saying. Um, who are some other teams? I think the Seahawks are going to compete. Well, I don't know uh, Russell it. Wilson, like I said, I I was a little rough on him at the beginning a of the year. Rough on him. But I came back around. He's he's a guy. He's he's, he's a guy. He's a franchise quarterback. There it is. Absolutely. Yeah, because he look at it, brought that team in the postseason. There was a time at the beginning of the season they didn't look like they were going to do it, and they got ahead of the Packers, and they didn't look back. So yeah, there you go. Um, my surprise team for next year. Don't you dare. San Francisco 49ers. Okay. I think we with Jimmy G. With Jimmy G. I. I but what's around him? That's my big concern. Jarek McKinnon coming back from a torn ACL. I, think I like Marquise Goodwin a lot. George can, Kittle. George Kittle. One of the best tight ends in the game. Marquise Goodwin, though, is just a lot of 50-yard dashes, you know? <laughs> that's, like, that's, what I get, that's what I get from him. We'll see. I just think I, I like Kyle Shanahan. I mean, and Again, the young coach. Maybe it might not work out, but it's hard for me to judge last year. I, I just look back at that play with Jimmy, and I just wish he would have just gone out of bounds instead of trying to plant in, but... Guys, a competitor was was going for more yards, so I can't blame him there. But I loved what I saw two years ago. Those last, I think, six or seven games that they won, it was exciting, and I think they got a lot of mojo. Um, and then you know the Cardinals in that division, Rosen's probably gonna be pretty no. bad again. Um, so it could be co- good competition for the wild card. And like you said, I'm gonna pull a wits. Let me pull a wits. Pull a wits. Go ahead. No Eli. Maybe a little love in New York City. Huh? Don't you say that to me. <laughs> Giants are back in 2019. Cowboys going the wrong direction. You heard it here first. Not from Wits' mouth. <laughs> okay, I'm backing him up. We're doubling down on the Giants <laughs> for next down. year. Playoffs. We're betting the over on the win total. I don't even know what it is yet. I'm going to assume it's going to be six and a half. Um, but that is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us. LibertyTalk.fm. AMFM247.com. We'll be back after the breaks. Time after time, I've done my sentence, but committed no crime. And bad mistakes, I've made a few. I've had my shots and kicked in my
Farmers and producers, this is Bubba here. Now, you know, you see me on RFD TV, you hear me on Rural Rally Radio, you hear me on Market Rally Radio. Now, there's nobody out there that cares about as much about you as I do. There's nobody there that's out looking out for you and want to make sure that you always get the best deal. Make sure you go to BubbaTrading.com and check out my management system to help you hedge the farm, take care of your grains, take care of your livestock. Make sure that you're in it for the big move and have the protection to the downside. You know, we look right now at the cattle markets at ridiculous high levels. Wouldn't it be nice to lock in that price up there and be able to continue to participate if the markets continue to go higher? You need to go to BubbaTrading.com and check out my management programs as well as my hedging class, as well as now, brand new, we have hedging software for cattle, for grains that will help you, guide you, and make you do it best. So right now, make sure you go to BubbaTrading.com and get yourself hooked up with Bubba's software or Bubba's trading program. We'll see you later. Markets continue to soar. The street continues to tell you that this time is going to be different. The experts are driving you with fear. The other experts are cheerleading the market higher, and you don't know what to do. And that's why I'm here. This is Bubba, and it is BubbaTrading.com. I'm urging you to go check out some of our programs at BubbaTrading.com. I think the first program for anybody is the hedging program, the hedging class, in which you learn all of the basics, which also then allows you never to sell a stock ever again and start to learn how to increase your yield by creating a compounding endowment model portfolio. And if you go to BubbaTrading.com and check out the hedging, you will find yourself much, much happier later when the markets go down. In fact, you'll be cheering markets when they go down because it'll mean you'll be buying more stock. Go to BubbaTrading.com. Check out my hedges software. That's BubbaTrading.com. Go check it out right now. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard. Listen, you know, I'm not sure you're aware, but you may have heard it on the show a couple of times. Every Monday night, I do a general call on market conditions and what I think is going on and, and how to understand better what's going on in these markets. And what I want to do is I want to offer you a free trial to try it for one week. All you've got to do to get that free trial is email me at Bubba at BubbaTrading.com and I will send you an invitation to come on and listen to me for about an hour, 45 minutes, hour and a half to talk to you about how the markets work, what's going on, what's the news, what's happening, and how you can become a better trader by understanding and listening to what I had to say. I'll give you a one-week free trial. You can check it out. Go to BubbaTrading.com or email me direct at Bubba at BubbaTrading.com. The Monday Night Call, check it out. You won't be disappointed. up everybody this is sporting edge and usually we are the source of positivity we're here to help you win money gambling we're here to bring a bright spot to your day but we had to be a little negative the the national basketball association deserves some negativity and i know roger goodell we didn't get into that but 
and I like Adam Silvers, but everything below Adam Silvers is atrocious. We were just talking during the break. We were talking about NBA superstars. There is no role model of an NBA superstar in the league right now, and we're going to break it down for you because I know you're sitting in your chair like, what are you talking about? We got this guy and this guy. No, there is no role model when you're looking at the face of the NBA. I disagree with you about LeBron, but we do have to start with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, I used to love Kevin Durant. <laughs> Great on Oklahoma City. He has turned into a whiny little bitch. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Use that word. I, I, there's no other word to describe it. Like, And it goes I again need... this week with the, what he said to the press. Who said, who are you, why do I need to talk to you, and what does it matter? They, he got a job. You play yeah, basketball, yeah. and then you come off the court, and you have to do the that's press part, conference. Yeah, that's part, part of the of job. That's part of what you get paid for. Right. Like, Kevin Durant, like, ever since he came to the Warriors and that whole sh- – that whole whatever you want to call it, like, I've lost a lot of respect for him. And not that he gives a crap what I think about him. He shouldn't. Um, but I just, he's always in the news for something, like, that he's whining about. Yelling at fans. Yelling fans at are going to yell at you. What are you going to do? If you're away, are they going to be like, yeah, Evan, make that shot against my team. It's just like, whenever do I that. hear about him, it's always for some, like, something stupid. And it's like, dude. It's petty. It's, it's a lot pet- of pettiness. He's very petty. Yeah. He's like no, absolutely. very insecure. Which I'm is, also over know. the lack of... Of, I I think the fact that they everyone says oh we don't collude there's a lot of collusion I mean this whole Anthony Davis the Lakers thing is a whole bunch of collusion however they want to put it the LeBron that's, talking that's, to Anthony yeah that's one right. of my things about LeBron so, and this is what the New York thing is right now like New York just opened up seventy plus million dollars in cap space so you don't think Kevin Durant's kind of thinking about it with Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler potentially like come on you think Jimmy's going to the Knicks the whole idea is the Butler Kyrie combination because they're friends from growing up. And then they have the money for Kevin Durant. But you think Jimmy's going to leave the Sixers after the Have the Tobias uh, Harris thing? But here's another superstar that bitched about a whole lot of stuff. Dude, you know what? I'm I'm off the Jimmy train now. I You're, loved him in Chicago, but... Look what he did in Minnesota. You're getting what you wanted. You're getting two young superstars yeah. who you had a problem with. Some girlfriend thing. How do you let girlfriend stuff get in your locker room? You know how many girls there are in the world? You know? Especially for those guys. For, for those guys. I mean, uh, this past weekend, I was at a celebrity's house, and there was just a hundred different girls. Why do we didn't, I need to fight over one of them? You know? I, I yeah, I hear you, man. And so he and then he gets mad in Philadelphia. Right. Another guy who's <laughs> always it's the coach, it's the player. It's like, oh, maybe it's you. How is he not getting along with Embiid, the, arguably the best big man right now in the Eastern Conference? Yeah, and then, and then Ben Simmons, like, there's there seems the like there's a, there's a disconnect, and you know, like. I'm not totally blaming Jimmy Butler, but he's always the center of this problem. So is well, it two the other teams people? One hundred percent. Yeah, it's the other people, or is it you? And it's always the young guys picking on young guys. Wiggins, Towns picking on Embiid, Simmons. You know what I'm thinking here? This just popped in my brain. All we hear is the complaining of these superstars, and it's all about where they're moving, where they're going. They should stop the super teams because that's always the problem. Think about I, if they all agree. went to their own teams, what problems would they have? It, you're surrounded with other pro players, and it's all competitive at that point. And you just go, if you really think you're the Don, the winner of here, have Butler versus Durant. Durant with, like, that's Jeff what, Teague or, or, like, something. Right, that's what it seems the league is lacking. Like, every everything I hear about the NBA, and, like, I'm not, we all know, I'm not a big follower of the NBA. I don't really like basketball that much. I don't really don't like a deterrent. the league. And it always seems like, it's always like, which superstar is going to come play with this one? And, like, you should come play with me here, and we should do this and make a super team. It's like, whatever happened to, like, no, I'm going be- to beat everybody else. I'm going to be the best guy. Like, it's so ridiculous. And then it just waters down the talent in the rest of the league where we're in a situation where we've been in the past five years where there's, like, 
there's one team that, that has been maybe the best team ever, maybe. There's like three or four teams that but have a chance to win. But how aren't you the best team when you have five All-Stars? No, I, I agree. But right. I'm saying there's like, there's so much, such a high percentage of the league that has zero chance to win. Well, when you win. have playoff teams making it that are not even competitive, that's when you know you have a problem. Right. Like, that's ridiculous. And I, I like, it, it just bothers me that it seems like there's not as much of like a, I want to be like, I want to be the best and beat all the best players. It's like, yeah, let's come here next year and do this and do that. It's like, I don't want to, so I don't want to go. hear about what's what going on next year. Like, this is alluding to LeBron. I want to hear your side of LeBron thing because I think it's fair. But I do have, I I do like LeBron. It has been noted on this show. I just know your stance. You, you you're not a big fan. I mean, you're not as big of a hater as everybody, but you're not. No, a big I'm fan. kind of indifferent. I just don't like LeBron. It just seems like he's he's always also the center of all these like issues, like things with Anthony Davis and like being the GM and his crew not liking Luke Walton. It seems like there's always something that there's definitely complaining. had problems with coaches from Ty Lue, or not even no who was before Ty Lue with uh, David Blatt. Oh, he, he did have problems with Spolstra, but Spolstra never got let go because of his connection with Pat Riley. And they also won the two right championships. Well, I mean, but even, remember when they Brian, fired David Blatt? Yeah, it was, and they won that. They, they were they, had a winning record. They, they were just number won one the in the East. Yes, like, and I I I don't realize, but I had to think. He's kind of probably a hard guy to coach. Like, my only my only leniency, which isn't fair, this is very biased that I give LeBron is just it's never been given to him. And a lot of like think about this: like Steph Curry was given Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Wait, wait, wait. Steph Curry won without Kevin Durant, though. Right. But I'm talking about all these star players that they keep they keep giving more. They did lose, so what did they do? They went out and gave him Kevin Durant to make sure they wouldn't lose again. Whereas in LeBron, when he was in Cleveland giving him Zydrunas Elgowskis or Daniel Gibson. I mean, even Kevin Love wasn't enough, you know? I know LeBron did it on his own, the 3-1 comeback. Nobody, no GM has ever really given it to LeBron, and you can't say that Pat Riley did it because LeBron made sure it happened and he went to Miami to join the other two. Because if you know how it works, Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade signed first, LeBron went and decided to join them taking less. He took less. And nobody was willing to give anything to LeBron in this league. So, yeah, it makes sense that he's calling for Anthony Davis. He's calling, like... Lonzo Ball sucks. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And I don't think all these young prospects are going to hit in L.A. So why not ship as many as you can to get a guy like Anthony Davis, who on the superstar front is only getting bad rep because he requested a trade now. And keep in mind, he did sign a five-year extension with this team and did everything he could for the Pelicans. But guess what? The Pelicans didn't do. They didn't give him any talent. And in a league where, like, we just were complaining about, you need, like, three guys, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I remember how excited I was when Boogie was going to New Orleans because you were just like, wow. And they were so, and that's part of why Anthony Davis is upset, that they let Boogie get away. Right, let him get away. Um, Yeah, the whole. The superstars. We're we're calling out. I want to finish on LeBron. Just kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. The Luke Walton thing I could see. I just it just just seems like he's always there's always something somebody complaining about something I just uh, it's like I don't really care like I'll just go do your job like how about Kawhi it's been a little quieter in Toronto but uh, Kawhi, Kawhi forever Kawhi. <laughs> shifted to the other side of my list after that debacle <laughs> that quad year. debacle and he was one of my favorites like and not to say that every superstar has to behave like Kawhi did and like not really talk much just play great on both sides of the ball like I'm not asking for that but that whole situation and I don't know and I have no idea what was going on actually inside the details like I'll never know that but just on the surface level 
I don't really like him anymore. And that laugh. <laughs> that <laughs> laugh and that the menacing, It does not help. It was menacing. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's a tough one to listen to. Yeah. But um, you know what I kind of do like? Wow, we're, it, we're po- back to positivity. Back to positivity. Just because I never really hear anything about him just besides, just besides his stat lines. James Harden. No... What about he's, what's wrong with James? He's Harden? kind of a prick. Is he? Yeah, he. Maybe I choose he, not to he, listen. He, to him I, you definitely choose not. He's on your fantasy team. You choose he's not to listen. You see, the, the stats are nice for stats you. Stats are nice. That's what, right. The nicest part about him is his stats, dude. The guy's a ball hog. The guy literally is one of the toughest people with the media. He's just he, he, you can see that he doesn't care to be there. And well, you he see, hides behind the beard. Right, the beard hiding behind is a whole. Harden's kind of a prick. How about Paul George? For staying in OKC, favorite, one of my favorite superstars. I, I knew the whole leaving Indiana thing, but him and Russ, pretty quiet. Oh, and shout out to Indiana. How about them shouting to Brandon Ingram that he was going to get traded? That was pretty good that's for them. Pretty, that's pretty funny. But um, that was talking NBA here on the Sporting Edge. That was our negative branding. Negative branding. We ended up with a little bit of positivity there. But that's all the time we have here, everybody. Hope you have a great weekend. There's no football on Sunday, so rest up, everybody. The month of February, we got March Madness coming up. Spring right into baseball, and then we'll be good until next January. Um, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Like dolphins can Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM.